Hey, this is Tyler Crook, and you're listening to Thinking Outside the Long Box. It's Amazing Spider-Man 101 and 102. Man-Spider, Lizard-Man, Vampire-Scientist. It's Thinking Outside the Long Box. Say it with me, children. Convenient. <laughs> These comics, the main line I got from reading them is that the convenience of everything that happens. Like, <laughs> Spider-Man we randomly... We need Spider-Man to have eight arms. <laughs> ...turns himself into a man spider. <laughs> Calls up Doc, Lizard Doc guy, Connors. Connors, yeah. Goes to his house in the middle of nowhere. Happens to be in the ocean right next to the boat that Michael Morbius turned himself into a vampire. Vampire... Jumps off the boat, finds his way into the house with Spider-Man. <laughs> Lizard-Man shows up right at that moment, even though he wasn't supposed to go over there. All together, they find out the blood from Morpheus can cure them both. <laughs> it's just like, there's a whole lot of shit adding up here on a giant planet. So, we read, obviously, The Amazing Spider-Man one in 101 and 102, because it's Morbius' storyline. Um, it just goes back to say... In the olden days, people, this is the entertainment <laughs> level, you just didn't have to be high at all. I'm not saying these comics are bad. You get like a nostalgic run from reading them. Of course. And Spider-Man is super think- self-depreciating. Like, Spider-Man literally spends the entire one-on-one just talking shit to himself. <laughs> He's all sad. About how much he sucks. <laughs> yeah. And like, it's kind of funny, but like... The production value just doesn't got to be good. It's just like, eh, what, how did he become a vampire? <laughs> oh, we don't know. Electric, we electrocuted him with, with vampire blood. <laughs> Why is he wearing those clothes all of a sudden? I, this is undersuit. <laughs> Stop asking questions. Yeah. I think I have the both of these books. You have these comics? First, 101 is like pretty expensive. I don't have 101. I have 102. I don't yeah. have 101. 100 and 101 are I'm missing. What's funny is like a couple of years ago, these comics were not worth money. Right. Like at not even close, like dollar books, <laughs> maybe $5 books. But I'm only missing in this run, in the hundreds, I'm only missing 100, 101, 103, 104, 108, 109, 21, which is I think is the Punisher's fucking crazy expensive. Yeah. 22, 29, and 46. Otherwise, I have Damn. all of the everything else in the hundreds. In Amazing Spider-Man, I'm missing almost the entire thing. <laughs> Spider-Man's never in the comics, even though there are some really good stories, like Craven's like Last Hunt or whatever, like the stuff where like Doc Ock became Spider-Man. There's like some good stuff, right. but he's never been comic book-wise one of my favorites. So when I chose my first run coming into comic the comic book world, which honestly has only been how long we've we been doing this show? Fucking nine years, seven years, something like that. I, I, I just started getting into it maybe the year before before we started doing the show. Yeah, I, I chose Spider Man because one because it's generally pretty easily accessible, except for obviously the very first you know one through one hundred is yeah, really like hard action comics. And stuff. Um, but. And I, I love Spider-Man. I love the, the cartoon is fucking amazing. Like, I love I, the character. Yeah, yeah. It's just the comics. Like, I I just never fell in love with. Like, besides the idea, like, the idea behind his character is very good. And then, like I said, there are things I like. Right. And there are probably books I should have collected that I do like. He's just, like, never been on my list. 
partially because the newer books are like variant city and they start <laughs> to annoy me. My earliest like books, Spider Man, which variant? My this earliest one books from this ones. run are twenty eight and twenty nine. Those are my two, the two oldest books I have. Uh, twenty eight, twenty nine, then thirty nine, forty seven. Uh, 63, 64. I got a good amount of fucking Spider-Man down there. Yeah, you seem to get most most of the run. The only thing I have like that is uh, Daredevil and Fantastic Four. Fantastic Four probably fetches a lot of fucking money right Those now. have gone up to the extent that it's hard not to sell them. <laughs> because... The only book in that run that I spent an absorbent amount of money on is, I think it's number three? Is it three or five? God, I can imagine that being a lot of fucking money, though. But the other ones I've had for so long, or I bought it like the right time, right. that it just like wasn't that big of a deal. It's the first um, Doctor Doom, but I can't remember if it's three or five. I got it like three years ago, and it was still $8,000. Woo! Fantastic Four, number five. Yeah, five. I should know that all the time. I just couldn't remember exactly. But, like, so originally I picked up the first couple, uh, my first, like, three and four, I believe it is, run a Fantastic Four because I really like Submariner, and he's in the book. Oh, right, right, He's in those crossovers. (laughs) And back then, I think I paid a couple hundred bucks for both of them. And they're not, like... That's not too bad. They're not, like, insane condition. They're, like, maybe... I think one's, like, a... Like three is probably got three point five, and like four is probably like a five zero. And then I spent like two thousand dollars on the Fantastic Four number one, which is a lot. That's a lot, but it's number one. Yeah, but and especially with that. And again, movie. that book's like worth I said, a lot right, more. Right, now. Like a <laughs> especially lot. with those rumors coming. Yeah, for sure. Even without those, that book is like real tall. Like it's like ten thousand, like minimum thirteen thousand. I, I usually buy one big comic book a year. And I'll save towards that, or I'll trade other stuff ah, plus right. my savings. So right. it's like, even though I spent $8,000 on Fantastic for number five, I sold a lot of my Walking Dead shit, which has depreciated much in value since then. So right. I'm kind of okay with that. Because <laughs> at the time, it was worth good money. Oh, yeah. Um, and then I think I only came out of pocket like 800 bucks on that. Mo- no, on that's that not book. bad. But It's uh, not bad for, for <laughs> that. You know what I mean? I know somebody's yes. going to be like, $800 for a comic book? What? Like, it's not, that's not bad for what that well, what is. What really pissed them off is none of these are graded. Like, <laughs> I, should create, <laughs> I should create all of these books. And I but mean, I they're mean, all like in mylar gonna... and in slipcases, so they're like very well protected. <laughs> are you going to but... sell them, though? I mean, that's, that's usually why people grade them, unless it's like an amazing <laughs> fantasy or it's like a number one. I have no something. intention of selling them. Um, the weird part is, like, the Fantastic Four books I'm missing are the ones that are worth nothing. I just don't have them. <laughs> I have a lot of that uh, uh, Amazing Spider-Man where I'm missing, like, 500s and 400s. Like, yeah. those are probably, like, $3 books. But It's just because I've tried to put the whole thing together in person for the most part. Uh, Fantastic Four number five, I did have to, like, do a trade deal arrangement, and there was California and, like, traveling involved, but... <laughs> Uh, the other books I've bought at shops or at Comic-Cons. Like, I bought number one at a Comic-Con. Nice. All right. And he said it was, like, a 1.0. And later, everybody else I've showed it to says it's probably closer to a 3, which is cool with me. Either right. way, it's still worth, like, a way more money than I spent right. on it. Um, it's not a great copy. And then Daredevil, <laughs> I do have the first one to a 200. I have wow. all of them. 
and then I'm missing stuff after that. But there, I didn't spend a lot of money on any of those. But the same thing, I jumped into my Daredevil run because I bought Daredevil 7 because it's Submariner right. crossover, and it's the first uh, red suit. And I didn't even know there was anything before that. Right. And then I'm done when I was like younger. It was like Daredevil has my initials. I was like, I, mean, I like Daredevil. <laughs> Turns out I did like Daredevil. Daredevil was pretty cool. <laughs> so I kept going with that. I haven't. I have random issues after 200, but I don't have like all of them. But again, some huh. of those are crazy expensive now too. All every, everything that the that the Marvel world touches on, if it comes from yeah. fucking Daredevil 702, it's just randomly out there. Like it, yeah. that book is going to be expensive. It just yes. is. It's weird. I was looking at random stuff because also. Um, if this comes out, if not, whatever, because the other one's going to, uh, we're going to be at free comic book day. I wanted to have some cool stuff to give away. So I was just looking at like random comics, just the randomest shit just spikes too. like, I have this Darth Vader, like number eight or some like first appearance of this, whatever guy. And it's like 80 bucks. I think I have Darth like, Vader. Raw. I have all of the, that run. Yeah. I have, I have like most of the runs, but I'm like, what the fuck? Why is this? <laughs> why is this $80? <laughs> Or I missed it, which pisses me off because it's the type of book that would have absolutely been on my run, but or on my pool. But freaking COVID, I was paying, helping too many people with bills right. and myself with bills. That I had to cancel my pool for a little while. Something is killing the children, and now I'm oh, starting to yeah. buy them. It's worth a majillion dollars. <laughs> like number one, it's like eight thousand dollars for like a nine point eight, and that shit just came out. Is it because of the? Is there a movie or some shit? I don't think so. I don't know. There has to be if it's worth as much now. Uh, for one of the first things that came up is Netflix. Uh, it's Netflix a, has announced that it'll adapt the Boom Studios horror comic. Something is killing the children. It is a, a super good book. So it, and you can they're they're printing them off in like these like four or five packs with different covers now that look really sweet. Like so you can read them again. Right. So I, I am buying those from John, and those are like forty bucks. They're like pretty good deal. Um, but yeah, now I'm like, I got to go back and like, because I am dumb, but I'm not going to buy the first couple because I can't, it's like 80 bucks for like a eighth printing. Uh, buddy, I, like, I, I can't justify that on a new, cause I know it's going to go down. Right. Like there's no way. Like, It'll even, wane. Everything even the, wanes. Even the walking dead is like, yeah. has gone down. I like, I have faith in like the first, like fantastic four on the first day. Like, I don't think those are really going to go down. Like the first Probably 10. not. Those are pretty big mainstays yeah. for comics. And then there's like a ton of fucking keys in the Fantastic Four that I know are going to be at least where they're at or, you know, better. Right. But you know, when it comes to like new books, like if Walking Dead went down and that thing's like 20,000 seasons, like something that the show hasn't even come out yet is going to go down. <laughs> Although it might be a better book, better read, I think, at least in the first couple books. Some of this culture is pretty good. I don't know. I haven't read it. Anyway, we're talking about Spider-Man. Um, yeah, so I don't know. There's not a – I can't singularly – I mean, I can give you a synopsis for each individual book. 101, Peter Parker's grown four extra arms. He realizes that it's because of the potion he created. He tried and- to cure himself. Where did this potion come from? <laughs> I gotta go back and read 100. He created it and took it to remove his spider power so that he could stop being Spider-Man and live a normal life and settle down with Gwen Stacy. You know that you could just do that? (laughs) Spider-Man has the best powers. He's like Superman. It's like there's nothing distinguishes you from a normal person. (laughs) His spidey sense would just be on all the time. Who cares? (laughs) You could just be a super cool guy. Just be like the best softball playing dad of all. Like, there's nothing weird about you. Like, 
It's like, I'm going to take this serum that maybe <laughs> murders me because I'm not a freaking biologist. So this comic book was written by Roy Thomas. It was penciled by Gil Kane. It was inked by Frank Giochoa. Sorry if I fucked up your name. Lettered by Artie Simic, and it was edited by Stan Lee. Your wife's here. She's a chemist of some kind. <laughs> Pharmacist. You know stuff about drugs. I was like, damn. How... How insane would it be to randomly produce your own concoction or drug for a disease that's really – I mean it can't even really be a disease. It would have to be like DNA altering at this point and take that. It would definitely have to be in DNA altering. Without any testing. I yeah. mean you wouldn't – You. The I think best case scenario is you grow four extra arms. <laughs> I think – yeah, like I think that's more likely, like death. I think Spider-Man is too good to do what he actually should have done, which is tested on somebody else first. <laughs> so, or a rat. Yeah. But I guess you'd have to find a radioactive spider to try and give that rat spider it just seems It just seems insane. Like, Spider-Man has always been smart, but he... I. And today, I think in the later comics, he's gotten even like smarter to where he's like supposedly like, one of the smarter people. Right. But I don't think at this point he was like... You would have to be like a top of the field, like biologist, chemical engineer, something to even remotely think about doing this. Well, I think he, I think he did think of himself. At, I mean, he supposedly what every movie, every comic book I've read of him, he supposedly is a genius of some sort. Connors thinks that he's fuck. That's why Connors. Comes well, no, I, I know he's like a together. genius, yeah. but. Even a genius, like I think you would have to be like top of the field with like a lab and like people and working. <laughs> he has his own lab in his house, bro. Basement where he makes his webs. <laughs> that's why. That's why he needed Connors to help him out because he's <laughs> fucked up. <laughs> so this is the first appearance of Morbius, um, the living. What do they call him? The living, living vampire. vampire. Aren't all vampires technically alive? <laughs> I don't know. Are they? Do you we say, consider vampires alive? I think if you walk around and shit, I consider you alive, even if you're unalive. So is the zombie alive? I mean, in my consumption, yeah. I mean, so the, we're talking about supernatural things. Uh, yeah. If you, like, take out supernatural element, which there is no supernatural element in Morbius's case, that's probably why they call him the living vampire. Like, he... Supernatural, <laughs> what does that mean when you say that? Because I feel like a vampire like outside is supernatural. Like, outside of science. Like... Okay. Like, because in... But in this comic, he created himself scientifically. Right. Because he was... Yeah, he's... Somehow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Because same thing, he's got a disease. He was trying yeah. to cure himself. Um, okay, again, convenience. This whole <laughs> fucking two books is convenient. Uh, so he's like a scientific vampire. So right. he's, a, he's the living vampire. But like, yeah, in the real world, if someone's walking at me, it's alive in some way, <laughs> shape, or form. I know like in the movies, they're dead. But it's like that doesn't really work. Um, unless it's like something inside of them immobilizing their meat suit. <laughs> some kind of bug. Or alien, as it turned out, Walking Dead is. I think that's what that's what he wanted. That well, was like his a, original pitch. There is a book that's The Walking Dead Alien, and I have it. I haven't read it. Huh. I don't know why. Cause I can just figure it out myself. <laughs> Two seconds. I have the book. Aside from Morbius, I think that's the. I mean, uh, the supporting characters in this book are Gwen Stacy, uh, J. Jonah Jameson, Joe Robertson, oh, who work for the Bugle. The most unbelievable part of this book: Gwen Stacy calls up. Peter Parker and is like, we're going out tonight. And he was like, no, we're not. And goodbye. <laughs> and she doesn't do anything. <laughs> She's just like, okay. And I was like, that's not how that would happen. 
I I've you know I've been dating in a while, but I've had a couple girlfriends that when they're like, "We're going out," you can't just be like, "No, we're not." And I'm not telling you why, and I'm leaving the state for a few days. Yeah, you're not. Amazing Spider-Man Volume One One O Two, which is what we also read, it was written by Roy Thomas, penciled by Gil Kane, inked by Frank yes. Gikiocia. I'm sorry, uh, and by Tony Mortiaro, uh, lettered by Art Simic and edited by Stan Lee. Um, in this comic, a six-armed Spider-Man is caught between the lizard and Morbius, the living vampire. Both foes end up fighting for the right to destroy the wall crawler. However, during the fight, the lizard is knocked into an electrical panel and Morbius manages to bite him, but Spider-Man fights him off before he can get away. To Spidey's surprise, something in Morbius's bite has caused the lizard to partially revert back to Kurt Connors. The effect is temporary, however. Connors maintains his mind, but struggles to keep the lizard from taking control. The two decide to work together to try to find a cure for themselves and deduce that some Something in Morbius's blood could possibly cure them both. Yes, an enzyme, as they called it, <laughs> which I believe is the correct term. However, I don't think you could just throw it into a like elixir that you have made with like. Buddy, they're both genius scientists. <laughs> I doesn't, despite the fact that you just poured some shit into some other shit. <laughs> That's how science works. I, I don't know. Obviously, Morbius's second. Uh, second appearance uh, and his origin story. Yeah. Um, I like how his arms too just disappear when he like fixes himself. <laughs> they don't like melt or fall off. They don't or fall off. <laughs> or curl back into his body. Science. <laughs> <laughs> Same thing with lizard man. His arm just goes away. All the scales go away. So we talked about this a little bit in the Morbius episode. Um, at this time, it seemed like maybe Spider-Man was a lot more Monster of the Week, um, because I think two issues before this, he was fighting the Green Goblin, um, and then I think there was one other person he was fighting before that as well. So it seems very Monster of the Week, and so I guess maybe this felt a little easier for us to pluck out of, because it's two issues dealing with yeah. the character from the Morbius movie, obviously. <laughs> it even um, says that this is the first super-sized back-to-back issue I don't know if that's true. If there's been, I would assume there's probably a couple storyline run of Spider-Man. Hmm. But like I said, like I've I have read them a long time ago in omnibus form. Right. Um, I don't really remember them that well, to be honest with you. But <laughs> uh, I mean, nothing other than the origin story. There's nothing. I, we get introduced to the Spider Tracer. Um, but no, I mean, that's, that's, that's essentially what this is. It's just, even that was such a weird pen. He's like, had just enough strength to put a tracer. I was like, dude, it's like super small. <laughs> I think it takes more strength to stand up than that. And you're walking around. <laughs> so this was the first regular non-annual or king size. So, and so annuals and king size were always big. Yeah. It's the first regular 48 page issue for Amazing Spider-Man. It cost 25 cents rather than the usual 15 cents. Yeah. Issue 101 had a special note that the magazine was still 15 cents and 103 cost 20 cents. Um, so yeah, it was the first large regular issue of Spider-Man. And it was something like that. Morbius's name is mislettered as Moribus on the cover. The mistake has been fixed in the digital release. I don't think I fucking noticed that. I didn't because I read the digital release. <laughs> I don't randomly own these books that are like the first ones. Like one of one's like $600 or something like that. I'll have to look at my copy to see if it's fucked up because I, ha- I have 102. I think you can get 101 too for like 150 bucks if it's unslabbed and kind of shitty. Right. 
Like, I'll see what John has. <laughs> I don't think he just has 101 chilling. You never know. He might now. Yeah. It'll be on his wall and stuff. So what, what? I know you wanted to kind of di- dive deeper a little bit into comic books. Um, what do you? Yeah. What do you? Ta- what's your takeaway? What are you thinking about this? I know that. Uh, so, as far as like reading this, especially for this period, I enjoyed reading. Like it was still fun to read. Like I said, mostly because Spider Man just walks around being like, "I'm such a piece of shit." It starts gonna- in 100. It start. He yeah. starts to be real sad in 100, which was like kind of interesting, but. This again, this era of comics, there's like just overly wordy stuff sometimes where it's like, <laughs> and to me, I like, re- I enjoy that. Right. I like the books that will just like cut a whole page out and up like a whole page of story or like underlying script and then go into it. But when you're trying to move from like panel to panel, I feel like it gets cumbersome. Like when Spider Man's having an entire conversation with himself while fighting Morbius and the Lizard <laughs> at the same time, it just gets a little bit much. But. Um, no, I just think if we're going to like continue reviewing comics, which I would like to, um, because I like reading comics and yeah, I mean, that's just, it's a part of pop culture. So, right. Um, uh, just having like a streamlined way in which we do every book, if that makes sense. Cause I, I don't think comics lend themselves as well as TV shows and movies into critiquing and talking about. Right. And it's just, they're a little bit, because once you get past like this comic is about, a B C then it's like, well, okay. <laughs> but So Roy Thomas, the writer, um, he had a hand in co creating uh Wolverine, Vision, yes. Doc Samson, Carol Danvers, Luke Cage, Iron Fist, Ultron, Yellow Jacket, Defenders, Man Thing, Red Sonia, Adam Warlock, Morbius, Ghost Rider, Squadron Supreme, Invaders, Black Knight, Nighthawk, Havoc, Banshee, Sunfire. Thundra, Archon, Killraven, Wendell Vaughn, Red Wolf, Red Guardian, Damon Hellstrom, Brother Voodoo, and the Valkyrie. He was inducted into the Hall of Fame, the Will Eisner Hall of Fame, in 2011. Um, and he will, I knew he played a part in uh, Wolverine, but I didn't know all the other ones. Yeah. Um, he's still alive. Uh, he was born in November 22, 1940. Um, so, yeah, he, he's... He did a lot of shit. He was Stan Lee's first successor as the editor-in-chief at Marvel Comics as well. Oh, I will say, uh, from a collecting standpoint, um, yeah, because maybe we talk about comics, we talk about like the comic, but then other arcing areas. Mm-hmm. I think that this book still has like potential to grow, because I don't think... This book did spike with the movie, but it didn't spike crazy. And like 102 is like very affordable, um, as far as like books go. Right. Um, so there's still room in this, but like you said, everything Marvel is like shooting up, right? Like to oh, yeah. me, if I was like diving deep into keys, which I don't, I think I would be looking at DC more than Marvel right now. Cause there are so many DC keys that are just undervalued. Right. And there's like a lot of the old Supermans, a lot of the old Batman. Well, not the old Batmans. Batman is like, he has the Marvel bump just like Marvel does just cause he's Batman. <laughs> but Old Justice League books, old Teen Titan books, old Superman books. I that's where I've been looking at as far as like collecting lately because some of these old Marvel titles are like the fuck. <laughs> so <laughs> there's a like first Dark Side you can get for like a couple hundred like like yeah. hundred fifty bucks and it's in like good condition. There's a uh, at Hip Comic wherever that is. There is a an amazing Spider Man graded nine point eight. Um, one hundred and one for two hundred bucks. 
No, that's like a facsimile or a reprint. Or something. Oh, it is a facsimile. It is a facsimile. Yep. I was like, that, I was like, that seems real fucking cheap. That seems like I was going to buy it right now. <laughs> uh, Amazing Spider-Man 101 CGC VG 4.0 off-white to white for Morbius. That's 489 bucks. How much? Which? What was it? Uh, Amazing Spider-Man 101. It's a very good 4.0 uh, graded by CGC. It says off-white yeah. to white. I don't know how much more this is. Like This is probably not the accurate number, uh, but this is 9.6 CGC 101 eBay 16,000. I saw that. That was the first thing I saw. <laughs> 16.5 on that eBay. That seems high. <laughs> But it looks like you could get – I mean, this. most of these are graded. You could Although, probably get an ungraded one for a couple hundred dollars. Probably not that good a condition. I don't know, man. eBay is hard. Like, you got to find it because eBay people, A, I think overgrade their books all the time, their raw books. And not only that, they charge, like, CGC prices for that raw grade. Like, it's not there. You said you have one. Like, you should have 129 Spider-Man, right? Oh, shit. Let me First Punisher? No, 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 no! I don't have that one. That that first Punisher is f- when I even when I first started collecting, it was fucking crazy expensive. Yeah, that there's no way. You have two thirty eight. You got first Hobgoblin. Let me jump back over there real quick. I'm just asking. Two thirty eight. I do have. Yes, sir. I have everything from two hundred to two seventy three. That's one of the few like uh, keys I'm looking at. Cause just like I just like the cover art on that book. So I'm only in the 200s. I'm only missing 274, 284, 289, and 290. Yeah. And I do want first Rhino because I do like Rhino's been like one of my favorite favorite or Marvel bad guys. For it's a long such time. a that is another un, very underappreciated character. It is, but I like him. I From, like like the big bruiser bad guys. Like like first Juggernaut. I want to try to get, but every time I see it, it's either in just like dog water condition or they're asking way too much money for it. So uh, f- from from 100 through 300, I'm missing 14 comics. That's not bad. No. So, uh, yeah. Uh, who else? Gil Kane was the other one I was going to look up because um, he was the main artist on this. Uh, Gil Kane uh, co-created the modern versions of the Green Lantern um, and the Atom. So the Green Lantern, which modern versions? I'm about to look that up. And the Atom. For DC, and he co-created Ad, uh, Iron Fist and Adam Warlock with Roy Thompson, with Roy Thomas, who we just spoke about. Uh, he was involved in the major storylines from '96 to '98 for ASM. You know what's crazy? <clears throat> I don't know about Iron Fist. First Prince of Luke Cage, pretty expensive, and I know the show was very good, right? Exceptionally good. I've never in person met anyone who's like, I love Luke Cage books. Besides, like Gabe, I don't even know if Gabe's even read him. I'm sure he has, but. <laughs> Gabe's like the only person I know who said he really likes like Luke Cage books. Like I literally, I never meet people who are like one of my favorite characters is Luke Cage. Like it just doesn't happen. So I'm like, why anybody... are these books so crazy expensive? Like, well now it's because of the movie. It's because of the TV show. Pre, I would feel like the that TV show, off. pre the TV show, Gabe, like he, I feel like him with Luke Cage, like Conan the Barbarian, even sometimes yeah. he's one of the few who I've ever heard. Yeah. Like, like I said, I Gabe, love those books. Gabe might've liked it. Yeah. Me. But I don't, I've <laughs> never heard just in regular talk, yeah. even amongst comic book people. I hardly ever hear of like, Oh man, that Luke Cage run. Like it's I just know. not a thing. It's weird, <laughs> but it's because of Netflix. That's all it is. That's all that happens right yeah. now because you ride the hype train. And you get random hate. 
Actually, I've never heard him say I hate Luke Cage. Everyone hates Namor for some reason. I have no idea why. Mm-hmm. He's like he is an accurate representation of his character. I just feel like nobody really takes the time to write storylines. And people are like, his story, he's only had these small com- – his his first run, he was in Tales to Astonish for quite a while. And right. His first run was pretty long. Like, yeah, he's not like Spider-Man long, but nobody is. Like, there's like <laughs> five comic book characters. Like, that's not – most comic books are not like that. No way. I mean, every <laughs> Wednesday, there's probably – hundred different storylines and new books yeah. that come out and maybe one of those takes off. Maybe. Yeah, well, you know what I mean? Even that, it's like you got these like long run like super characters. I don't think you can compare any secondary character to. No. Because it's like they are minorities. <laughs> you got the Wolverines, the Batman, Spider-Man, Superman. It's like, yeah, they always have a book going in some right. way, shape or form. The other ones get like little stuff. But everyone's talking about like Namor just like doesn't click and I'm like – He's supposed to be like the king of Atlantis that doesn't care about other shit that's going on, and he's not a good guy or a bad right. guy. He's just a progenitor of his like race, and that's you have to write that comic if you want it to be good. Aquaman is also that exact character, but <laughs> for some reason he's to me like he's only ever been popular because he's stayed in the Justice League. But there's nothing in his character bio that suggests that he would. He just does. Like they just write him based on like. He's just a fill-in character that's always there. <laughs> I'm not saying he's not cool in any way, shape, or form. It's just like, to me, like everything I've read about him, he wouldn't be on this team, but he just is. <laughs> and so it's like, to me, they're just people writing him against like his actual narrative. Right. And I've never been like, these, this Aquaman run is sick. Like Besides John, there are very few people. <laughs> he does love himself some fucking Aquaman. And even when they fought the one time they did fight, Namor was winning <laughs> until a giant whale jumped out and landed on top of Namor. And even Aquaman said he had to, you know, cheat to win. Uh, I don't know. I, I, granted, I, the wings on the feet thing is a little weird, but I don't ever hear people getting all pissed off about what's that god who has them. Uh, his his wings melted, right? Um, yeah, Namor's wings melted once too. I can't remember. I don't remember what. Yeah, the wings on the feet thing. That's like an old thing, you know. I think that. So I think what happened. So like a lot of these characters, I'm sure Namor was super fucking popular at the time. You know what I mean? Oh, at back the in time like, and when he was created, I'm like, sure he was, he was very, the first very popular. Mutant, like in the uh, Golden Age, he was super popular. Right. He was super popular in Tales to Astonish, and then like he. Um, Submariner, Iron Man one, like that's a big book. Right. His his runs, it's getting more popular now that the show's coming out. They're getting expensive, which pisses me off because I hadn't. <laughs> I was the only one collecting, the, and like <laughs> I haven't collected all of them. And now the ones that I wanted to get that I didn't get are getting stupid expensive. So what happens though, I think is is exactly what you just touched on. Is that so? The Sub Submariner only has he's he was popular at this time, but he wasn't really yeah. like attached to something. And so when you talk about making big tentpole movies, you talk about Batman, you talk about Super. Superman, yeah. and then you talk about okay, how do we make something bigger? And then you jump into Justice League, and then you say, "Well, fuck, Aquaman was a part of that team. I need to make his own movie too." You know what I mean? But the, he is poised to be in the MCU now for sure. Like they're bringing mutants, DC or uh, Submariner, Marvel, or no, sorry, DC. Blah, okay. blah, blah, blah. I was like, "What are we talking about?" I'm, I've gone the, the DC. I've gone the opposite way. <laughs> no, Aquaman is DC. Marvel. I am right. We're talking about Namor. Yeah. Namor. There you go. <laughs> now you confused me. I, I was like, Namor's not about. in DC. When did this happen? Um, especially with hearing Xavier's voice. Right. Which I think is pretty clearly Xavier's That's voice. That's what most people think. 
which kind of sets up the Illuminati storyline, which sets up Namor being in there. And I just think you introduce him as this, what he is. Like, he's gone toe-to-toe with the Hulk. Like, he's a badass character. Like, he's super smart. He's super strong. He can fly. He can breathe underwater and control a lot of underwater shit. Like, he has a lot of powers. Right. Like, bring him in that, like, council, like, position. And if – I don't care if you give him his own movie or not. You can, but he's also been a part of other teams. And the team that he was – the Defenders is a fucking sick team. Right. Hulk, him, Silver Surfer, and Doctor Strange. You're telling me that movie wouldn't be cool? It'd probably be pretty cool. Be but cool you, you got to set up that shit. Yeah, yeah. Right? I mean, you've got Hulk. You've you've set up Hulk just fine. You've got to set up all these other people. So. Invaders still a cool team. Like I'm telling you, you could do cool stuff with him. And it feels like they're. I think we spoke about this the last time too. It feels like they're moving. They're shifting towards a lot more TV show content and then maybe one or two big movies every year which feels better to me i feel like a, a, give him a show yeah i feel like having a he stole a, sue storm on point <laughs> but i feel like having like a like a silver surfer tv show would be really really cool like he's he seems to be a little bit more complicated and intriguing than you'll get in a one and a half hour movie i think you could do a movie but you'd have to do a couple movies right. to really do him justice and that's why tv show just makes more sense you have the time yeah. to flesh out the character <laughs> i don't even think you bring silver surfer into the mcu in movie form well i think you do but i think you bring galactus with a different herald and then you have Silver Surfer show up to help the Earth fight him as his ex-Herald. Right. Because, yeah, he is, he's overly complicated. Like, you have to bring, like, I think you could do a movie. There's some way they could do the movie. Like, I'm sure. But it'd have to be done really well or it would kind of flop again. Right. It would have to be, like, straight cosmic Marvel style, like, <laughs> um, like Guardians of the Galaxy right. style movie. Which I think they could do. It'd be cool. I'm fine with it. I'd rather have a TV show. Or just show. introduce himself in – I just don't know that budget-wise you could do him TV show-wise because he's going to be big, big budget because he's 100% CGI. His environment's going to be almost all CGI. Like I just it's going to be the, as expensive if not more expensive than the Loki show. I think with a character like that though, it's just not – a two-hour movie is going to not do well. I think you need both. I think you do both. Uh, you could and I think that would be cool. Yeah. I think it would be really cool. I don't think it sets it up. I think – I mean, comic book fans just know his background story for the most part, but it's not really that complicated. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, he sacrifices himself so Galactus won't eat his planet. (laughs) And then immediately tries to get Galactus to eat his planet. (laughs) Galactus wiped out his memories. That's from the the cartoon. I don't know if that happened in the comics. Um, I don't know if we're rating comic book snippets or not. We're, not. we're not set up for that, but I I, I would give it a thumbs up. I mean, yeah, I, up I like sure. Amazing Spider-Man. This is an older book that is good. It's still good. Like I still liked it. I wouldn't compare it to like the best Spider-Man writing right. that I've read. It's definitely not. Um, but it's good. Yeah, I think that uh, being the first kind of of its size and maybe giving itself more room to breathe uh, is cool. It helped It helped this story where maybe we'd only get one issue of a Green Goblin or Hobgoblin or something beforehand. Uh, maybe this... I, I don't remember reading past this, so I don't know if this is the trend that they start to go down of. Like, let's have three or four... Um, I don't think so. I don't think it hopped off here. But, like, like today we live in, like story arcs right like we don't ever get like rarely do you get like book to book right book to book so that but that during this time and i think past this time that was pretty common you would have like the same characters reappear right like the jester he was in a lot of books for some reason (laughs) 
We spoke about him last time. Man, like talk about how easy it was to create a bad guy back in the day. <laughs> what do we need? We need like a clown, but not like a real clown. <laughs> no superpowers. <laughs> so what is he gonna do? He's gonna like make toys. <laughs> That's weird. What's his name? The Jester. And they keep letting him out of prison. <laughs> So 101, 102, we give it thumbs up. Uh, I read 100 as well um, because I think it lends itself to how Spider-Man f- is feeling going yeah. into 101 and 102. I should have thought about it because like 101 starts so like does not get going slow. <laughs> it's like I took a serum. The serum was bad. <laughs> Shit. I think for uh, honestly too as well, um, if you're not – if you don't have hoopla, you should look into it. Um, because what the, is Hoopla? <clears throat> Hoopla is an app for your phone. It's tied through a library, so it's a legal. It's legal. Ooh. So it. So all of Amazing Spider-Man is on the app. Um, I definitely read it illegally. I'm sorry. <laughs> so, uh, like, like I think when when I went to go read Alien, it was not on Hoopla. Yeah. But you can uh, Hoopla because it runs through your local. I, library. I have those. I found them. Because it runs through your local library. like It's like you're borrowing the book from the library. You borrow it for 20 days, 30 days, or something like that. Then it goes, it kicks back to the, to the library. But it has a ton of comic books. you have to have a books. library card? You do have to have a library card. <laughs> so, Can you get a library card through Hoopla? Uh, no. You have to go to your it, – it runs through like our Eaton library. We had to go there, get a card. It, it's, it's a, I think the Greeley one is it. I have it, to go to a place? To I, what if you have a library card but you just haven't used it? And like, I mean, as long as it's the it's functional. But I how assume. do I? I mean, like, I don't know. It'll I don't ju- have it'll, a physical card anymore. Oh, <laughs> you call the call the library and just ask them what your library number is because it's going to ask you for the number on the card. That way, I don't have to interact with people. <laughs> But you can get a ton of books on there to read, like they're reading, and then you get audiobooks on a lot I'm of stuff. Downloading it now. Um, it, it's a it's a cool app. You could be a sponsor, Hoopla. <laughs> it's a very cool app. Uh, I'll use you. Tons of comic books on there. The Alien, because I think it was kind of a weird offshoot, wasn't on there. But I'm I'm sure I could find Punisher on there. I could find probably Batman, Superman. All of those digital comic books are on there, and it's completely legal. It runs through your library, so it's completely legal. So uh, check out Hoopla, H-O-O-P-L-A. Can you imagine if you went to the library and they like had Amazing Spider-Man 101? Like, check that <laughs> just out. Just fucking check it out and keep it? <laughs> <laughs> I'll pay the fees. <laughs> yeah, just tell me what I owe you. <laughs> that would be so fucked up. Uh, we both gave this uh, 101, 102, like I said, a thumbs up. Check us out at TOTOB.com. Um, <laughs> thinking Outside the Long Box on YouTube and Facebook. Outside Long Box on Instagram and uh, Twitter. Uh, I try to post on something every single day. Uh, we're, I'm tr- I do my best to try and do one or two articles a week. It's hard with work, but I do my best. Um, generally, a new comic book history video comes up every single night. Um, and then AC and me has been coming out as well. You gave me two episodes that were like six hours long. So I've been trying to have to cut those down and yeah. the, that's hard. Those are hard because I wasn't involved. So I have to sit down and listen. 
we're gonna have to like legitimately create a structure for that as well. Because even the last one, we're like, all right, let's try to keep it to an hour. Like two hours in, I'm like, we've gone past the time. Yeah. So I'm cutting them up into hour increments. So you've 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 got like four hour four episodes booked right now. So, um, but yeah, check all that out. Patreon.com is where those are coming out first. Um, I'm not announcing when they come out on YouTube. You've got to go subscribe, and then they'll when they come out, you'll just get it. Because I don't want to. I want the Patreon supporters to get first rights to all of that stuff. So, and those are topics that can be comic book. It, they were political at one point. We just, we just talk talk about stuff. So we're trying to keep it like in the realm of comic books. But we go uh, tangents. <laughs> if you, you're, no, you've probably never talked to AC, but if you do. It's going off and it. It's not going to be where you want it to be for very long. <laughs> he's a very well thought out person, though. He's he's a yeah, super I like, super I love smart talking guy. To him. Yeah. He's a smart guy. He's a fun guy. But it's just keeping that man on on one topic is not easy. Uh, that's patreon.com slash t o t l b. Um, I need to start getting sketches out for my sketch people. Uh, t shirts out for my t shirt people. That'll come soon. Um, you can sign up for hats, mugs, uh, t-shirts and sketches, I think are the three. And then we have a, I don't know if Doyle's coming back or not, but we have a producer spot open as well where you get to pick the, oh, I just forgot to put that back in. Probably. If anyone else is interested in it, let me know. Cause I would, I I would actually love to have someone else, just their input into what we watch. So would I, so would I, Uh, but Um, I don't mind coming back. Jason is awesome and has been doing that for a really long time. Um, we didn't talk anything about what we're, what we're doing for next time. Is Jason Turner's our turn? Um, well, I just mean in general. I'll look up the pop culture classic really quick, but I mean in general, we haven't talked about what we want to talk about for the next set of episodes. I know I want to watch Open Range. Oh, with uh, um, Outer Range with Josh Brolin. Yes, yeah, yeah. That look, he's like it's like a western kind of thing, huh? Yeah, with some kind of fucking dimensional twist to it or some shit. It looked pretty cool. I definitely want to watch that. There was, like, suppose... Um, we chose Alien? Yeah, so I think it's Jason's turn. I mean, what movies are coming out? Oh, the new Harry Potter is out, isn't it? It is out. Yes, sir. We can do that. Not a lot of people love it. Fuck fuck those people. <laughs> that might not be good. <laughs> hey, fuck you, too. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I haven't seen it. So, I'm good. I'm good with uh, Fantastic Beasts 3. The Secrets of Dumbledore. So Secrets of Dumbledore and then Outer Range and then I'll reach out to uh Fantastic Beasts Three, the art of Beast Challenge. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> That's not what it's called. Jesus. I don't think so. <laughs> That's what it's called. Someone made a horrible horrible decision. Um comic books? Anything strike you? I mean there's not gonna be any Harry Potter comic books, I don't think. Um, there probably is. There probably but are. Not ones that I wanna read and then We'll, I mean, we'll come up with something weird because, like, Outer Range is weird. Okay. And we'll wait till we have our uh, PCC. PCC because that might be make it easier to choose. Cool. Um, at least Outer Range and uh, Secrets of Dumbledore. Those are two of the next four topics. And I will yeah. I'll post to Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram when I get the other ones. Um, but I guess until next time. Um, and if you want to be, I know we've talked about it for two episodes now. If you're if you're interested in a calendar. Um, as far as modeling, reach out to us. Um, I'm still working on, uh, doing, not doing, I'm still working on trying to acquire the people whom I know to help to be in it. Um, and we'll kind of go from there. I think that, uh, our last one we'll admit was a bit of a cluster, but this one will not. Yes. I had major fucking surgery at the end of the year and that was completely my fault. Um, 
Uh, fuck, I can't remember her name, but I think she wants to come back. Um, shit. Oh, well. Uh, Danielle. Danielle? I'm bad with names. Me too. She was Lady Death the first year, and then she was uh, w- dressed in white with a sword this year. Sheena or she, uh, She-Hulk? I don't remember. Sh- not She-Hulk. Yeah, <laughs> definitely not She-Hulk. So, looking at the calendar, we're thinking maybe going back to Roots and just doing Boudoir again. Um, we'll see. Uh, I know a couple of people that I am talking to to try and do it as well. Um, what did you say, HR, the other <laughs> the last episode? I was like, this might <laughs> Talking be about HR maybe issue. the receptionist. We'll see. I don't know. Uh, who knows? Um, <laughs> might be an HR issue. It's funny. I have handed out calendars there for the last two years. I don't. We have a very small HR. <laughs> So, uh, but check all of that info out, TOTLB.com. Reach out to us at, for, with anything at 970-573-6148. If you have critiques, if you want to be a model, if you want to give us a subject to talk about, uh, whatever. A uh, comic book you want us to talk about, if you want me to highlight a certain – somebody somebody re- responded uh, to one of my YouTube videos the other day. was like, you should make longer videos because I would be a lot of interested in those videos as well. So if you want me to talk about some other artist or something like that, I would love to do that. I'm trying to catch up on episodes eventually i want to put up the green screen downstairs somewhere so that i can do videos that are a little bit cooler um so but check it out check it out totlb.com and we'll catch you guys next time i've been juan i've been said that all day today oh yeah oh shit bye everybody you know who we are (laughs) don't be fronting on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Patreon, and YouTube for behind-the-scenes information and more content! Thinking Outside the Long Box is a barren space production! Ha <laughs> ha